EverQuest Revisited, the podcast that talks all things EverQuest. I'm your host, Darren. So, no special guest this week. However, I have been listening to the listeners and you've been sending me messages asking me to discuss a few topics and I've listened. So, what I've decided to do is take a few of your requests and put that in today's episode. So, what will I be talking about on this episode? I'm going to be looking at third-party programs that are used in EverQuest, such as Gina, IS Boxer, and a few others. As well as that, I'm going to be giving some hints and tips for the listeners who are thinking of maybe returning back to EverQuest. However, before I start, I want to give apology to the listeners, as I know a lot of people have been asking about the Toe Clan and the Toe Clan Adventures, I have been meaning to give you guys an update on what we're doing, maybe get a few of the Toe Clan on. However, because of the anniversary release, the Toe Clan are a little bit not active at the moment. So as soon as they become active again, I will be jumping back in with that and we'll give you guys a full update and make it more regular on the podcast. But until then, I do apologize and hopefully I'll get them on soon. On a more positive note, I have some special guests lined up who I know you guys are going to really enjoy listening to, so look out for those on the future podcast. Right, let's jump straight into third-party programs. Now, I want to state right from the off, I don't really use any third-party programs. EverQuest don't allow a lot of the third-party programs as well, so go careful. I'm not promoting these in any way. I am just letting people know they're out there. People do use them. My experience with them is very limited. However, what I have done is done a bit of research so you, the listener, can get an idea of what these programs do and what advantages they can bring for some people. Some are frowned upon, some are not. Some really do help players in the game. There is one which I will be discussing today, which I do use, which is not frowned upon, which is Gina. And I'll go more in details with that shortly. But let's start off with the first one, which is a program I know is used regular by many players. And it does give a major advantage. And it's called MacroQuest 2. So MQ2 for short. So for those of you who are not familiar with MacroQuest 2, it's a third-party program that allows players to automate certain actions in EverQuest. These actions can include things like spell casting, attacking enemies, and looting items. While the program has been around for quite some time, its usage remains a contentious issue among EverQuest players. So many people do not see it as a good program to use where others do. So MQ2 is a program that was developed in 2003. I believe it was developed by Plasmic. I think that's the person's name, and somebody else called DKA. EverQuest had become a faster-paced game, and it was hard to keep up with multiple abilities and alternate abilities. It was hard to play one character well, let alone multiple characters at the same time. That's when MQ2 was developed to make life easier for players. So what exactly is MQ2, and how does it work? Well, the program essentially sends automated keystrokes and mouse clicks to the EverQuest client, which can then trigger certain actions in the game. 
So, for example, you could set a macro that would cast a particular spell every time it's available. Or one that would loot all the items from a particular enemy. While the program itself is not malicious in any way, I believe, its use is strictly prohibited by EverQuest. This means that any player caught using MQ2 can face permanent account suspension and the loss of all progress and characters associated with that account. With that said, many players still use MQ2 despite the risks involved, and they argue the program allows them to save time and effort by automating repetitive actions, such as levelling up multiple characters or farming resources. The use of MQ2 can also undermine the spirit of fair play in EverQuest. It can give some players an unfair advantage over others who choose to play the game without a third-party program. With that said, many players use the program for a practice called multi-boxing, which is the act of playing multiple characters simultaneously. With MQ2, it's possible to control multiple characters at once, which could be especially useful for players who want to create a full group of characters and take on challenging content that requires a full group. While some players may argue that multi-boxing is a legitimate strategy, Others see it as a way to gain an unfair advantage over other players who are limited to controlling a single player at one time. Ultimately, the decision to use MQ2 is up to the individual players. It's important to keep in mind the potential consequences of using a third-party program and how it may impact the EverQuest community as a whole. So it's really up to you guys if you use it. I don't use it. I don't condone using it. I do see how it can help. I've seen people most likely who are using it and it allows them to play the game when they can't find a group and I understand that. But for me, it's a no-no. However, who am I to judge? Whilst I'm discussing multi-boxing, there is another program out there and it's called IS Boxer. So how does IS Boxer work? Well, IS Boxer allows you to control multiple characters with a single input. You can control everything from movement to attacking to casting spells from one master character. This makes it easier to manage multiple characters at once and it allows you to focus on the gameplay rather than the mechanics of controlling multiple characters. It allows players to solo content that would otherwise require a full group. This could be especially useful for players who don't have a lot of friends to play with in the game or don't have the time to dedicate to grouping with others. Additionally, controlling multiple characters can make gameplay more efficient. A player might use one character to pull enemies while another character attacks, and this allows the players to clear content more quickly and efficiently, which can be especially useful for players who are trying to level up quickly or farm specific items. So what are the benefits of using IS Boxer in EverQuest? Well, for one, it can help a player save a lot of time. By allowing you to control multiple characters at once, you can get more done in less time. Additionally, it can make the gameplay more enjoyable. Rather than spending hours and hours looking for a group or spending time trying to single manage individual characters on multiple tabs, you can focus the gameplay itself and enjoy the experience of playing the game. It's worth noting that IS Boxer is completely legal, I believe, and it's allowed by EverQuest. 
and there's no risk associated with using it. That's pretty much ISBoxer in a nutshell. Again, I'm sure the listeners who use it probably could go in a lot more detail, but at least you know the basics of what ISBoxer can do. So moving on from multiboxing, I'm going to discuss Gina, which is a program I do use. And for those who might not know, Gina stands for Graphical Interface for Neverwinter Nights Areas. So I don't believe it was ever originally set up for EverQuest. It seems like it was originally set up for Neverwinter Nights, but it's been adapted maybe. It's an add-on tool that allows players to customize their game interface and get more information about their surroundings. How does Gina work in EverQuest? Well, let's dive into it. Firstly, Gina is a third-party software tool that's not affiliated with EverQuest or its developers, but it is widely used and supported by the game's community. Gina has many features, but primary purpose is to alert players of important game events through audio and visual triggers. This feature is particularly helpful during raids or group battles where players need to react quickly to stay alive or to maneuver around the mechanics. So, for example, if a monster was cast on a dangerous spell, Gina will alert the player with a sound or a visual notification, and this allows the player to take action and avoid the incoming attack. It can also notify players of other important events like debuffs, buffs, and other game-related information. A great thing about Gina, it allows players to create custom audio and visual triggers. With Gina, players can also create custom triggers which can automate repetitive tasks and provide more precise alerts. So you've got a lot of control with Gina, so it really does work very well, especially when you're raiding. I feel in addition to that, Gina can also help players with disabilities. It can provide more accessible notifications and triggers, allow them to participate more fully in the game. Now, I do want to stress it's important to note that Gina's not a cheat tool, and it cannot automate the gameplay whatsoever. Its purpose is to enhance the game experience, not to give players an unfair advantage. So, to sum up Gina, it's an add-on tool. It helps players customise their game interface, automate repetitive tasks, and provide alerts for important game events. It's widely used and supported by the EverQuest community. And it's very beneficial to players who want to become more aware of their surroundings and react very quickly to threats. The good thing about Gina as well, you can share your Gina setup with other guild members and that works really well. So you're all playing off the same hymn sheet, if you like. So it does really work well and it really does help on rates. The last third party program I'm going to discuss is Game Parse. So what is Game Parse? In simple terms, it's a tool that helps players analyze and understand their game performance data. It reads and interprets the game's logs files, collecting information such as damage dealt, healing done, buffs applied, and much more. This data is then presented in an easy to read format, allowing players to evaluate their performance and make improvements. GamePyrus is particularly useful in EverQuest because of the game's complexity. With its vast number of spells, abilities and equipment, 
it can be challenging for players to keep track of their performance. GamePars makes it easier by providing a clear breakdown of the numbers behind their gameplay. So, what are the benefits of using GamePars in EverQuest? It can help players improve their gameplay by analysing their performance. They can identify areas where they need to tweak or improve. They can then make adjustments to their playstyle and see how these changes affect their performance. GamePars can also help players optimise their equipment. By analysing the data, players can see which pieces of gear are most effective and which ones they should replace. They can also see how different gear combinations affect their performance, allowing them to create the perfect loadout for their playstyle. GamePars can be a great way for players to track their progress. By comparing their performance over time, they can see how they have improved and set new goals for themselves. So there you have it, that's my third party program list. You may feel a few of these programs may be of use for yourself. I'm not going to leave details of where you can download them, but a quick Google search and you should be able to find all the programs I've discussed today. Now I know some of the programs I've discussed are a bit controversial, so if you have an opinion on these guys, you think they're good, you think they're bad, please feel free to email me on EQRevisited at Outlook.com. Okay, let's move on to hints and tips for returning players to EverQuest. The reason I've decided to do this section is because I get many comments, many listeners telling me that they listen to the podcast and they used to play the game back in the day. They are thinking of coming back or they do enjoy listening to the podcast for some nostalgia. So I thought putting together some basic hints and tips on how to return, nothing too much in detail, just straight to the basics really, just to help them, and what I experienced when I returned. So let's get straight into that. Okay, tip one. The first tip is to choose a busy server with high population. Servers like Bristlebane, Kazakh Thule, They have lots of players, which means you can have more opportunity to find groups and explore the game. If you're a European player, Antonius Bell may be your best bet. And alternatively, Vionavai has a high population which has different loot rules, so you can buy and sell most items. TLP progression servers are also great for finding groups at low levels if you join at the right time. Tip 2. So, you was a seasoned player of EverQuest, huh? That's awesome! But wait, before you dive into the game, let me remind you of the tutorial. I know, I know, tutorial can be a bit boring, but hear me out. Over the years, EverQuest has undergone some changes and updates, and there might be some new features or tweaks to the mechanics that you haven't encountered yet. Taking the tutorial can help you catch up on these changes and brush up on the basics. Plus, the tutorial is a great way to test out different classes without committing to the character. Think of it as a try-before-you-buy kind of deal. You can experiment with different combinations to find your perfect match without wasting too much time and effort. And the best part? The tutorial is designed to be fun and engaging. You'll be guided by an NPC who will give you quests and objectives to complete. It's a great way to ease yourself back into the world of Norath and meet other players who are just starting out. Who knows, you may even find a group who you can continue your adventure with and complete the tutorial. So, 
take a break from jumping right into the game and give the tutorial a chance. It might surprise you. Tip 3. With so many classes to choose from, it can be overwhelming at first. But fear not, because trying out different classes is all part of the fun. You might be drawn to the Mighty Paladin, who can take a beating and dish it out just as well. Or maybe the Shadow Knight, who's a bit edgier, but just as tough. On the other hand, you may enjoy the strategic gameplay of a wizard or enchanter, casting spells and outwitting your enemies. The beauty of EverQuest is that you can switch things up whenever you want. As you gain levels, you'll unlock new abilities and spells that will help you tailor your gameplay to your liking. So don't worry, if you're not sure what you want to be right away, just experiment, have fun and find your perfect class. Tip 4. Why not try using the chat channels available in the game? It's like having your very own virtual hangout spot where you can meet other players, ask for help, and even make some new buddies. As a returning player, it's normal to feel a bit out of the loop, but don't fret. The chat channels are a great way to catch up on all the latest updates and trends in the game. Plus, you might get some awesome tips and tricks from fellow players on how to slay those pesky gnolls or complete those tricky quests. And hey, don't be shy. The EverQuest community is super friendly and always happy to welcome newcomers. Tip 5. EverQuest has gone through many changes over the years, but don't worry, navigating the new UI is a breeze. First things first, get to know your way around the UI. Take a tour of the different windows and menus to find your way around. Familiarise yourself with the important stuff, like your inventory, your spells and maps. It'll save you loads of time in the long run. To really up your game, make use of those hotkeys. These keyboard shortcuts will give you quick access to spells, abilities and items, making gameplay even more exciting. Spend some time customising them to your liking and playstyle, and you'll be a pro in no time. Personalization is key. Adjust the UI settings to make it work for you. Whether you like it minimalistic or packed full of your favorite tools, customize the size, color, and location of different UI elements to create a setup that suits you. Once you've got the hang of the EverQuest UI, no more fumbling around. You'll be able to streamline your gameplay and focus on the exciting adventures ahead. Tip six. By downloading the maps, you can say goodbye to getting lost and hello to navigating the world of EverQuest like a pro. These handy maps can help you find your way around much more easily. You can spend less time getting lost and more time doing what you love. With maps at your fingertips, you'll never have to worry about stumbling into danger or taking a wrong turn. You can easily locate the areas you need to go and find the fastest routes to get there. And let's face it, who doesn't love taking the scenic route every now and again? Luckily, there are loads of fantastic resources online where you can find maps of Noraf that have been created by fellow players. And the best part? They're totally free to download and use. You can even find maps that show you the locations of specific items like quests, objectives or imported NPCs. Tip 7. Looking for some backup in EverQuest? Look no further than your trusty mercenaries. These NPCs are like having a best friend by your side. Only this friend can take a beating and keep on fighting. Mercenaries are especially handy when it comes to just starting out. They can take a bunch like nobody's business, 
so you don't have to worry about getting knocked out in one hit. Plus, if you're having trouble finding a group to join, your mercenary always down for a party. So if you want to level up and take down the baddies with ease, don't forget to bring along your trusty mercenary sidekick. They're like Robin to your Batman, the Sam to your Frodo. Well, you get the idea. Tip 8. Your character's magical abilities will be a key to your success. It's super important to keep your spells up to date as you level up. Or you might find yourself in a sticky situation. Luckily, you can always head to the Plane of Knowledge Library, so the Pop Library, to upgrade your spell collection. To get there, just head to the central platform in Plane of Knowledge, look for the library icon on your map. Once you arrive, it's time to go on a spell shopping spree. Browse through the available spells that match your character's class and level, pick out the ones you need, and become a magical powerhouse. Don't forget to swing by the library every so often to keep your spell book current. Your character will thank you for it, and you'll be ready to take on whatever challenges come your way. Tip 9 is a big one for me. Join a guild. It's a great way to buff up your gameplay with access to equipment and experienced players who can give you inside scoop on how to level up faster. Plus, guilds offer a fun and friendly chat channel. Guilds offer a fun and friendly chat channel where you can find new groups or just have a laugh and a bit of a chat. The coolest part about being in a guild is getting to hang out in the guild hall. It's like having a VIP pass to all the hot zones in the game. You can save time and explore new areas with ease. Not to mention, guild halls have all the cool extras like trainers and vendors to give your character that extra boost. When you're on a hunt for a guild, make sure you find one that suits your style and your goals. Are you all about raiding, or is socialising more your thing? Do some digging and talk to guild members to find which is the right fit for you. Overall, joining a guild can totally take your EverQuest experience to the next level. You'll have access to valuable resources and experienced players, and you'll be a part of a super cool community. Tip 10. Finally, one of the most important things to keep in mind is not to give up. It's common to feel overwhelmed when returning to the game after a long break. But it is important to be patient and persistent. Remember that it's perfectly normal to feel a bit lost at first and don't let that discourage you. Keep in mind that getting back into the game may take some effort, but the rewards are worth it. Rediscovering the rich world of Norath, the thrills, the adventures, and challenging an MMO like EverQuest is a unique experience. That's well worth the effort, so stick with it, and before you know it, you'll be back in the saddle and having a blast in no time. So there you have it guys, that's my top 10 hints and tips for returning back to EverQuest. I'm sure you listeners have many other tips that you would like to share, so if you do, feel free to send them to myself and I'll read them out in future podcasts. That's it for this episode guys, thank you for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can email me at eqrevisited at outlook.com or you can hit me up on twitter eq revisited once again thank you for listening and until next time safe journey Ah, great, you're still here. 
Well, that gives me a chance to give a shout out to a guild member, Malison. He's been banging on to me for the last couple of weeks that I've not mentioned on the podcast. So there you are, Malison. That's twice now I've mentioned you on a podcast. And Malison, that's a third time. Thank you.